Welcome in to the CHGO Bedard Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Sorry for the late start. We're going to have a late end, so it's going to be an abbreviated edition Early of the CHGO Blackhawks Podcast. No worries. We've got plenty of time to talk about Connor Bedard. So we'll get it in for you before we do. Smash that like button on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube page. Make sure you are following us on your preferred podcast app. And if you're feeling frisky, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And always remember, become a diehard at allchgo.com. Get yourself some free swag when you sign up, a shirt or a hat, and you get 20% off all of our events and uh, merch. It's a great deal. Jump on. Become a diehard today allchgo.com absolutely so fellows the uh connor bedard angle today uh (laughs) that we talked about before the show is how does this accelerate the timeline for the other prospects if at all uh this on the heels of the latest episode of the 32 thoughts podcast hosted by elliot friedman and jeff merrick and we have a quote uh from elliot friedman uh from that show that i wanted to read to everybody uh friedman says does bedard accelerate it a little bit yes it does but look at the roster there is still a lot of work that needs to be done here it puts you on the clock to make sure your plan is good for getting players they were under no real pressure to get good players quickly now they're under pressure to find good players quicker that's elliot friedman on the blackhawks rebuild this is sort of what we talked about a little bit yesterday about now that bedard is here do you owe it to him? Do you owe it to the team now to go out and, and find some new players and or bring up some prospects? Today we're going to talk about the prospect angle. Yeah, I, I, I think that idea of bringing in players to, to kind of insulate him a little bit, uh, make his transition to the NHL a little bit easier, uh, they don't have the horses to do that on the roster right now, at least do it well enough. So, yeah, I think Kyle Davidson is going to have to get a little bit creative. Uh, not necessarily say, now we're going all in. Uh, but to be able to get maybe a free agent or two uh, to come in and, and maybe be a target that they didn't have bef- uh, prior to getting the top overall pick. Or maybe they bring in a player through a trade um, that, could, uh, that could be that kind of player. But as far as the prospects go, um, I'm of the thought process that – while it's great to have Connor Bedard coming into the system, coming into the organization, um, I don't think that necessarily means that every other prospect timeline is now on his timeline. Right. I think each guy has got to be handled uh, on their on their own pace, so as to not stifle any of their developments. Because from what we've seen from Kyle Davidson, is that he's practicing patience. He's preaching patience, and and so far, um, that has seemed to have to have worked out with uh, prospect number one on on his original timeline uh, with Lucas Reichel, and now uh, now it's all the other guys getting to the professional level and, and seeing what uh, what they can do. Yeah, we have to remember that Connor Bedard is a freak of nature, is the exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. Very few guys are going to go straight from the NHL draft stage right to the NHL locker room on night one. Much like we've just talked about with, with Patrick Kane. Kane. Yeah, yeah, Kane and Taves. They are exceptions to the rule. Everybody gets to be NHL ready at their own pace, their own time. 
this regime through a year plus all about patience, all about we'd rather overdevelop than underdevelop. Yeah. Whereas the past regime, get him here as quickly as possible. Right. He's no good. Trade him. That's how it was for right. a long time. Right. So, you know, I know we're going to talk a lot about Kerchinsky today. He's, he's arguably after Lucas Reichel, the top prospect, I would say, at least as far as like who, you know, but ceiling, it's like not, not, yeah. as, not as like not the top guy ready for the NHL, but as far as ceiling goals, ceiling he's projection, the top sure, prospect yeah. in the system until mm-hmm. June 27th, yeah, 28th. Right. Yeah, right. Um, I'm okay with patience. You got to take each player on a case by case basis. You can't say, well, this guy was in the NHL by the time he was 20, so all of our prospects right. need to be here by the time they're 20. I think it just doesn't work that way. Your point of like every – you can't just have a cookie-cutter development plan for prospects because there are certain guys that play a certain style that need to ripen more. Lucas Reichel is a good example of an undersized, skinny, offensive forward, top six guy is going to need more time to develop. Whereas you take somebody like Ryder Ralston, who's never going to be a top-end NHL scorer, Right. And maybe that's a guy who you feel a little more comfortable saying, all right, he can maybe come from college and play in the NHL because, A, he's a little bit older, he's played in college for four years, he's probably ready to make the jump. But also, that aside, we're not asking as much from him development-wise. Sure. For me, and I think the guy we're primarily talking about right now is Kevin Korczynski. Um, I'm, if I'm deciding today... I'm saying you start the season with him, you play him, what is it, seven, whatever it is, nine, before you nine, burn, nine, nine games nine before games. you burn the first year. And unless he gives you the message on the ice that you can absolutely not send me back down, send him back down. Let him go dominate in junior. You are loaded with left defensemen. You've got Philip Roos, Wyatt Kaiser, Alex Vlasic, Alec Regula, Isaac Phillips, those are guys with the NHL experience. You've also got Nolan Allen as a left-handed defenseman. You've also got Ethan Del Mastro as a left-handed defenseman. And uh, Korchinski. So you've got all these left defensemen. That does not include another left defenseman, Caleb Jones, who is a free agent but could very well be back. Eight left-shot defensemen. So you are loaded at that position. Unless Korchinski lights the preseason on fire and then comes in for the nine regular season games and it's just like, we'd be idiots to send this guy down. Send him down. I worry more about defensemen and forwards. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I, while there's no harm in giving him the seven, eight, nine games, I don't think putting him and Luke Richardson and Kyle Davidson putting himself in the situation of, do we keep him up? Do we send him down? I don't think that that's... I don't think that that's smart because let's say he plays seven, eight, nine games, lights it up, out of the gate, firing great. Game 30, he looks like a deer in headlights, and com- it's, it's all completely crashed down. Now what do you do? Now you've, you've, burned, you've burned that first year uh, of his, of his entry-level deal. Uh, you have him in the NHL where he's potentially looking completely uh, incapable of being, of being on the ice. Then do you, you, know, then do you send him back? And you and now he's you know he's burned that year, um, 
I, and I know that that's kind of doomsdaying it, but I think with with how Kyle Davidson has been going and what would be best for Korchinski, in, in my opinion, would be, yeah, come come through prospect camp, come through training camp, preseason, maybe play a game or two in the NHL. But I think the idea should always be you're going to go to the WHL, you're going to go maybe be the captain of the Thunderbirds, play 27, 28 minutes a night, and completely dominate that league one more year, and then come back and have the expectation as a you know 19-year-old. Because you got to remember, he was one of the youngest players in last year's draft class. Yeah. Like He had just turned 18 a week before the draft. He's still 18 as we speak right now. So next season will be a ni- his 19-year-old season, which is for, for, for a majority of players who get drafted, their 19-year-old year is the year after they're drafted. Um, so he's really young for his, for his draft class. So I think having him go back and have that ability to yet again be the man in Seattle, uh, be one of the best defensemen in the league, um, play those important minutes, I think that's going to be good for his development. And I think the other thing, too, is, you know, he was with Team Canada this, this last winter, and, you know, he was, he was a big part of what they were doing. But when crunch time came and, you know, the elimination rounds came, he was getting six, eight minutes a night. Like, he was not the guy that they turned to at, at, the, at the blue line. So, I don't know. For me, going from that with, with Team Canada at the World Juniors to them being like, oh, he's going to be in the NHL, I think there's still a lot of ground to make up. Well, we should mention this, too, and pointing to thumb of myself for not mentioning this earlier, we had Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman say that, here's the quote, this is Merrick says, quote, we're under the assumption that Kevin Korczynski is on the Blackhawks roster for next year, and Elliot Friedman says, yep. Like, it's just a, it's a known fact. Well, and, and, and to, others have said so as well. To bring it in, in, into the city, um, listening to the re- re- most recent uh, podcast from Scott Powers and Mark Lazarus, they both were kind of speaking in the same assumption. So I don't, I don't think that that's – I don't align with that. I, I, again, like I said, I think him going and playing one more year in junior um, doesn't – it doesn't hurt him. I think it can only help him. Um, there's still some things that, you know – I just don't see him as being an 82-game NHL player. And I, don't, and I don't think the up and down is going to be good. I think just let him have the, have the preseason, have the training camp, and then go to, go to the WHL one more year. Have the opportunity to be the guy in Seattle. Be the guy for Team Canada at the World Juniors where you're actually playing 20, 25 minutes as a top-line guy and a go-to player in that setting. Um, and then go from there. Because he's also going to line up with some of the other guys that we're going to talk about, too. Yeah, I agree with both of you guys. I mean, if he comes in, development camp looks amazing, preseason looks amazing, give him, give him up to those nine games. And then, you know, if he makes it impossible to send him back, okay. But defensemen, 18, 19-year-old defensemen, you don't see too many of those for a reason. Right. Um. And yeah, some some may argue that another year dominating the WHL is kind of like a flat line in his development. But you know, I'd rather have a flat line than one yeah, that goes right, down right. real quick. If they decide that, and another reason why, before I get to that point, if, another reason why they may send him back. We saw it with Lucas Reichel burning that eleven games. 
Kyle Davis has got to start thinking about all, when all these contracts yep. are ending. Yeah, so he's going to have Connor Bedard's first year for sure next year. Does he really want to have to pay Kevin Krachinski and Connor Bedard big contracts potentially the same offseason? Probably not. Right. That's another factor in these things. And Kyle Davidson, unlike he who shall not be named, actually has that foresight. Yeah. He actually probably has a big board somewhere with contracts and, well, and, and stuff like that. And for those that don't remember, the reason for burning the first year for Reichel was so he's a free agent sooner, which might sound crazy, but had they not, and then he came and had like two th- great years, he's going to be a hell of a lot more expensive than he'll right. be right. a year closer. You know what I mean? Right. So now when he's a free agent, he won't have as much accomplished theoretically under his belt, therefore making right. him cheaper him, to resign. Him having one full NHL season, which is hopefully had a really good one, is going to be a cheaper RFA deal than if he had two really good exactly. NHL well, seasons. Well, and th- and, and now, he hasn't even had one yet. Well, and now that he's so they burned it last season, two two seasons ago. So this is his last year. Of his so contract. as soon as it's July first, he could technically right be offered a, and sign an extension. He I don't he would I imagine he would not do that crazy. <laughs> but basically, that unless they're gonna unless they're gonna give him something. Give him something Four right away, sure, or something sure, maybe. Skip that bridge deal. Skip the bridge. Say, hey, give him, right. give him, we'll yeah. give you five, six years now at kind of a discounted price because we believe in you. But we're going to assure you that $4 million, whatever it right, is. Right, So I still would be like, so nope. it's Yeah, so it's basically this season is his big season to kind of make the most of that next contract that's coming right. up. And, and I know there's a lot of – my other point about Korchinski, back to that topic, if – I know we see it in the chat. Boquist, Joki Haru, those are guys that they're were rushed to the NHL, quickly traded. Yeah. Neither guy has been amazing since leaving. Joki Haru has been better than Boquist. Good. He's a better team. Yeah. Uh, he's fit in more of a role because he doesn't have to be. You know, when Owen Power and Rasmus Dahlin are, 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 are there and becoming stars, you don't have to be. Samuelson. Yeah, like, like yeah. where Boquist, there's probably a little more pressure there. Um, well, you but, mentioned, just sorry to interrupt you real quick, Owen Power was a surefire number one overall pick defenseman and went back to college. 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 Right. Yeah. Kale McCarr played two years in college right. before he came. Mm-hmm. Defensemen are different. Yeah. Like, it's easy to be a dynamic scoring winger as a teenager. It's harder to be a two-way defenseman at any age, let alone a teenager. Mm-hmm. So, but if they decide, yes, Kevin Korczynski is ready for the NHL, he's going to be here all next season. I feel more comfortable doing that with Luke Richardson oh, yeah. and Kevin Dean as his coaches yeah. than Derek King, God knows, Jeremy Colleton, even Joe Quinville. Luke Richardson's not going to put this kid. He's not going to give him too much. He's not going to put him in positions that he can't handle until he knows he can handle them. I and mean, when you look at the growth, I know he's not – I know Caleb Jones is not a superstar by any means. But when you look at the growth in one season yeah. of playing under uh, Luke Richardson and Kevin Dean, yeah. take Caleb Jones from October of last season and compare him to Caleb Jones in April of this season. Different – guys yeah so that you saw growth and development there and that's got a lot to do with the coaching having two x 
veteran, very good defenseman on your staff is going to be huge for Korchinski. So if they and all the other young defensemen yeah. they have, look at the improvement Seth Jones made over the course of one season under this coaching staff. Yeah. So if they decide next year is the year, it's going to be Kevin Korchinski. I feel far more confident that this coaching staff can make it work as opposed to any in the past. That being said, there is no reason to rush it. The Blackhawks are not just because Connor Bedard is coming, it doesn't change the timeline. Right. As far as what next season means. Maybe it takes a year off the back end of the, of the rebuild, but it doesn't change what n- this upcoming season is. The, it's another season of being a bottom feeder and getting your young players ready to get here. And Kevin Korczynski is one of those guys. If I'm Kyle Davidson, here's, here's the one change I make this offseason is – even before Bedard, I'm bringing back Domi. I'm bringing back Athanasiu. They were good fits. They're versatile. They're inexpensive. They want to be here, right? Okay, bring those two back. And now I'm also looking for one more piece, one more established top six to plug in. Maybe with Bedard, maybe not, because maybe you don't want to have Bedard and Reichel on the same line, whatever. But like we mentioned yesterday, Brock Besser, uh, Connor Garland, Maybe you sign Ryan O'Reilly or somebody like that, but that's it. I'm not straight from development wise. I'm not straying from it. Yeah. I'm not. And I think even without Connor Bedard, my opinion on Korchinski is still the same, right? Ha- if he comes in and blows our doors off, cool. Stay by all means. I trust Richardson and Dean, like you said, Greg, to develop him correctly and not put him in a shitty situation. But otherwise just stick with the plan and bring in one more Domi caliber-esque piece, a 50-60 point guy with some experience to come in and help uh, Connor Bedard his rookie year because you don't want Bedard to be the de facto top offensive option. He's going to be, chances are, he's their leading scorer next year just based on skill alone. Fine. Maybe it's Reichel. That'd be great. One of these days you guys are going to listen to me. <laughs> I hope you're right. Just like the Flames I, winning I, the Cup. I thought you had it. You know, <laughs> see how that pans out. <laughs> Playoffs look at our brackets. Playoffs aren't over yet, pal. That's true. And true. my team is still alive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That I was I was starting to feel good about that Reichel bet up until Monday. <laughs> and all I'm saying is somebody has to assist on all 80 of Connor Bedard's that's goals. Right. That's right. That's right. So if he gets point. 73 assists on Connor Bedard goals and scores 20 of his own, that's 93 points. I like his chances. Uh, Michael you heard says, it here first. Lucas Reichel, 93 points. There you go. Uh, <laughs> and Connor Bedard, 92 points. 80 goals, 12 assists. Yes. <laughs> Selfish. Michael says, go get a guy like JT Comfort. Same idea. You know, a versatile, yeah. can play center, can play wing. Not a superstar by any means. Not someone that's going to break the bank. JT Confer is another Tyler Johnson. Yeah, like guy, not not a bad, but not a bad healthier. Fit. Yeah, hopefully. I, w- I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't hate Ryan O'Reilly. Watch your donut shops. Um, well, we don't have Tim Hortons here, so we're safe. Um, I wouldn't mind that. I just don't think he wants to come to a rebuilding team. But there's, you know, there's coming here. There won't be a ton of expectations. You get to be Connor Bedard's, you know, hockey dad for a couple <laughs> of seasons. There's worse gigs you can have. I just don't know if he wants to do that. If he does and the Hawks want to give him a two- to three-year deal 
Don't give them, you know, nobody they sign this summer needs to be, like, in the long term. Plans. No, no, no. This is like a two-year, three-year deal. The other guy that I, I, I would do, uh, like, Alex Kalorn is attractive yep. to me. Yeah, yeah. Because, A, he's a really good player, underrated on those, those lightning teams. But he's a guy that helps build the culture. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. get him and Tyler Johnson, guys that won multiple cups with the Tampa Bay Lightning. You get those guys around these young players. They can lead by example without dominating the room. They're not like the Kane or Taves where you have to like, oh, my God, it's their team. They're the yeah. face of the franchise. You bring in a Kalorn who can give you, you know, 40, 50 points and give you that leadership to be like this is what it takes yeah like okay kid you're here you're the number one pick you haven't done shit yet like this is what it takes to win stanley cups but the great part now is this conversation a week ago is a lot more far-fetched but now with Connor bedard in the fold all these things become possible now because you've got these guys saying all right I'm going to go play for two, three years in Chicago. I'm going to be on a line with Connor Bedard. I'm going to put up way bigger numbers than I would probably anywhere else. And then my next contract, I'm going to get a GM fire right. with my next contract, like a JT Miller type of thing. And that's why I think O'Reilly's a bit of a pipe dream. He's 32, just turned 32 in February. I feel like it'd be a one-year deal. Yeah. me. If it's O'Reilly, it's a one-year deal. But I think... He did have a great regular season, 30 points in 53 games, but nine points in 10 games in the playoffs. He's performing on anytime you're a Leaf in the playoffs. That is the biggest stage, yeah. and he's performing well. So he's probably made himself some money. Does he want to do a one-year and say, I can really cash out after one year if I put up huge numbers with Bedard? Or is he saying, I'm going to have one last contract here. I'm going to go try to win another cup with... We Everyone's Whoever, been talking about Jonathan yeah. Taves in Colorado. Ryan O'Reilly in Colorado makes a lot of sense, too. Been there, done that, though. Uh, I know, but... I don't know if that'll happen. Another, a team that I would think that would really love a Ryan O'Reilly... Uh, because Boston. Of, ...is Boston, mm-hmm. because what they're losing... Makes Bergeron, a lot of sense, too. Krejci, yeah. not coming back, most likely. I could see... I could kind of see that, too. Right. Like, it looks like a natural fit. Like, that... that They need that depth on the middle. Like makes e- a lot of sense. Either yeah. him or they, they make that trade to get Blake Wheeler... That's who they go after. If, they, if they're convinced they can maybe try and run this thing back one more time, they may not have an option based yeah. on where their prospects are and where their contract situations are. So, And signing Ryan O'Reilly, it doesn't signify that the rebuild is over or any of these veterans. It doesn't signify that Kyle Davidson is n- no longer being patient and sticking to right. his plan. you got to have somebody here. And they have to Especially get to Especially with Connor Bedard. And they have to get to cap floor. That too. That's so they just got to spend money. So, like, yeah. you're not going to sign Ryan O'Reilly or any of these guys to a six, seven year deal that's going to handcuff you when you're good. No, you're talking about for two seasons, three at the most. The way Max Domi has been playing, you know, another, another couple points the other night, he's getting high praise from Tyler Sagan. There's going to be a lot more competition for him than there was three weeks ago. But you say to Max, come back. The fan base loves you. You get to play with Connor Bedard. But at at, at, at what point is is Domi's price going to be too much to be like, well, we can give you one and a half million more. Like is if it gets up to five, six million. The Hawks don't really have a number they can't give him. 
they can give them twelve million for two years if they wanted to. If they wanted to, you know, sure. Like, what's what's stopping them? They, there's they got what forty million in cap space or whatever it is. Like yeah. money is not the issue for the Hawks. Like it's 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 term, which Kyle Davidson said he's not. But, and this was before Bedard, right. not interested in getting any long term deals under the belt. But as we were talking about a couple weeks ago, getting to the cap floor, the thought was more Morazics or more. You know, do something like the Coyotes right, do right. and take on some bum and just bury him. Well, now Bedard's here, so maybe sign somebody and and yeah, have somebody you, that actually plays for you, that. Money. You got to have some real NHL talent. You mm-hmm. can't put Connor Bedard on a line with Joey Anderson and mm-hmm. and and Boris Kachuk. Yeah, no. No offense to those guys, but you can't do that. That's just going to be a recipe for disaster. Yeah. So you got to bring in some legit veteran top six NHL players for this upcoming season and maybe the next. Not You're not building your, your team for the next decade. No. So, you, yeah. like Domi, I'd love to have him back, but he might be playing himself right back out of town. Right. Because, yeah, coming back to Chicago, he loved it here. He gets to, he'll get to play with Connor Bedard. But if the Colorado Avalanche or one of these yeah. legit cup contenders Contender. come and say, hey, here's four years, $24 million, and you're going to help us win a championship over the next four years, he might be like, yeah, okay, yeah. I want to win. And that's I want to st- win now. And that stability is something that he said that he wanted. So even if he comes back to Chicago and they're like, two-year deal, he's, he might be like, no, I want three, I want and four. And he's not getting any younger. And he might be like, this is my, this is my last chance to really cash in that big contract yeah. with a contender. Hopefully for him. So as much as I want to see it, and as much I still think it's a really good possibility. I know I, I would. Everything we've heard, the Blackhawks want to make it happen. He's might be playing too good right now. Well, look, this and go back to July first of last summer. This scenario we're discussing now with Max Domi is exactly why he signed in Chicago. He wanted to come play on the top line, compile points because someone yeah. has to on a bad team. Get that deadline deal, perform in the playoffs. Everything Max Domi wanted has gone according to plan for Max Domi. Right. So whatever his thought was on January or on June thirtieth, twenty twenty two, it's probably pretty close to the same as it is, you know, right now. It's just saying this is going exactly how I scripted it. Now, July first, twenty twenty three, my phone's gonna be ringing a lot more often than it did last summer, and I can weigh my options and say, okay, play for Bedard. Or play with Bedard, or go back to Dallas, try to win another cup, or maybe Boston's got room for me. Whatever. Now he's got all these possibilities. Yeah. And what's important to him is it the role? Does he want to be a number one center slash winger with Bedard and pile up points, or does he want to win a Stanley Cup? That's the question. Before we move on, um, another name that Lazarus and Powers brought up, and we mentioned it briefly yesterday, is Tyler Bertuzzi. Oh, I don't want it. Yeah. No, I. I not interested. My feeling's not changed. Not interested. Because, A, I think he's going to demand a big big contract for how he played in Boston. And he's a peen. Yeah. I mean, there I is know we that. Said, I know we, we had worries about Domi, but I never considered Max Domi on the same level of pud whack, pug wackiness as uh, yeah. Tyler Bertuzzi. I'm not interested. Uh, I, I get what he brings. And, and he's going to be looking for a long-term deal. He's going to want a five-year, $30 million contract, right. and I'm not giving that to him under no circumstances. Uh, your, point I, yesterday, your point yesterday is if Steve Eiserman with a Red Wings team looking to 
take that next step and start winning now. Launched his ass. Launched his ass. <laughs> that, that, that tell, that's that tells that's you all something. I need to hear. Right. When I saw that trade, I was like, oh, maybe yeah, it's not all just. I need Because for those that forgot, and we're not going to get into the whole thing here, but just for those that maybe don't know this, he was like the only NHL player that was not vaccinated. Yeah, he could not play in Canada. Right. And, and it was he just like, did my own team. research, that sort of a thing. Um, and however you feel about that, it, this is not the place to get into it, but um, that's one thing. But this, the Iserman thing, your point yesterday, really, I'm like, that's a really great point yeah. because we like to joke about the genius of Steve Iserman, but he is one of the smarter people in hockey. Tyler Bertuzzi is so freaking good. Why didn't Detroit want to keep him when they're this close to becoming a playoff team? Yeah. There's right. a reason. Exactly. It's not because they, he was a valuable ass. He's, they what chose not get? to build with him. Thank you. Yeah. Enough said. Move on. Let him resign it wherever. Not interested. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I tend would, to agree would, with that. I would pass on that. Well, if you want to get your uh, your house decked out with some sweet Hawks merch in time for uh, Connor De- Connor Bedard's debut next season, you're going to want to go to foco.com. Not only will you get fitted out in the best gear around with the hoodies and the shoes and the banana hammocks, they've also got signs and bobbleheads and everything in between. You can see our set is decked out with some great FOCO gear, uh, including my favorite, the Hayden Wisniewski Immaculate Inning Bobblehead. Yes, it gets that specific. And speaking of the Cubs, it is spring and baseball season. Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game at Wrigley or guaranteed rate. Uh, Thanks again for the set decorations. We appreciate those, like we said. And check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO. For 10% off, again, that's foco.com, F-O-C-O.com, promo code C-H-G-O for 10% off. Hey. What? You like saving money and energy and Munergy? Yes. Well, ComEd can help you do that. ComEd, with their energy efficiency program, is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. Yes, that is correct. Comet offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. Comet also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Now, Jay... How does that work? I'm telling you, stop interrupting me. (laughs) An authorized engineer will work with you, Mario, to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers like you, Mario, will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, Cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business, do not wait. Get started saving money and energy, Monergy, today. For energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. Was that comed.com slash powering biz? Yes. Thank you for paying attention. <laughs> I schedule paying it attention. Had it today. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he's listened to this before. Uh, good stuff. Speaking of our chat, I love the fact that we've got people in there already debating on who should be the number one pick next year. We haven't even drafted Connor <laughs> Bedard yet. <laughs> Bask in the glory of yeah. Connor Bedard Jill, before we worry I, about next year's draft. Can I get ahead of myself? Are we certain this team is in the bottom five next year? 
Let's let's wait. If it's the- Connor Bedard and the currently assembled team, yes, yes. Well, we uh, ask me this again dude. on July second. Have you okay. played NHL twenty three with accurate rosters? Yes, it's horrible. Okay. I know it's bad, but I'm just saying, with what we're kind of discussing, the free agency moves could be, along with Connor Bedard. Is this still so a bottom five roster? So, uh, all right, let's let's play the game. Bedard, Domi. Let's just sure. say Domi. Let's say Athanasi is back. Mm. And one of Besser, Garland, someone in Comfer, someone sure. in that range. Plus Reichel. So you got Reichel, Domi, Bedard, however you want to mix that lineup. Mm-hmm. Athanasi, Besser, Radish. Kurashev, Kurashev, Tyler Johnson, Johnson, Jason Dickinson, Dickinson, Mackenzie Entwistle. You got Entwistle, Kachuk, Kachuk, Joey, Joey Anderson, Joey Anderson, Anders Bjork, Cole Gutman, Cole Gutman, Cole Gutman, uh, Austin Wagner, maybe, mm, Reese Johnson, Reese Johnson, Reese Johnson. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm not betting my beard on it just yet. <laughs> but but I'm just saying, are we... Colin Blackwell to fall down and crash into things. Don't forget. Yeah, Blackwell. Uh, and you also have to assume a jump for some people. Right. Reichel, 82 games of Reichel is going to be pretty good. It should be. He was playing at about a 50-point pace last year. So you're saying, are they a bottom five team? Yeah. Like, are we certain they're going to finish bottom five? If they add... If they add if they added no one of significance besides Connor Bedard, I don't think I'm having no. this oh, debate. No, no, no. Right. But so I said, ask me again, July second. Yeah. I mean, sure, would they not be bottom five? Maybe not, but they'll definitely be like six or seven. Like they'll be a lottery. They're a lottery, team. A lottery yeah. team. Still lottery. Yeah. Still so. like legitimate lottery, not like, like they finish fifteenth. No, they'll yeah. be. They'll still be like. Plus they'll rig it again and they'll get number one. Right. Sure. Yeah. Right. So they'll definitely be. On the yeah, I think they'll be okay. in the bottom seven, eight. Because again, yeah, what, what happens trade deadline? Like right, right. They're not going to have big sell offs. I don't think though. Because if you're unless they si- back, unless they sign guys to one year deals, but I don't. But I don't like, know. I don't if, think Domi's coming for a year. No, no, no. No, he's not. And I think Bedard and, also changes that a little bit too. Yeah, and I think Athanasiu, if he does come back, he wants more. He wants more term, which. Tends to make this, me believe he's not going to come back. This trade deadline could be the trade deadline where Connor Murphy gets traded. You know, maybe like a Jake McCabe deal last year. Or yeah. you I know. got scared last night when he lost his skate blade. He was like McCabe. jumping off on one leg. I'm yeah. like, oh, he's hurt somehow. No, yeah. uh, he's just powering through. But speaking of our chat, 220 people watching right now in the middle of the day on Damn. Thursday is a Thank fantastic. You. Not enough likes, but though. only 56 yeah. likes. Come on, come on, kids. <laughs> Do us a favor. While yeah. you're staring at these six amazing legs in front of you, click a, hit the thumbs up button. Don't Smash make me it. show feet. Smash <laughs> it. If we don't get 100 likes. 100 I'm likes, not. I show feet. If we don't get 100 hey, likes. you heard it here I'm first. I'm pants tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Michael asked five you a question. <laughs> Who are the five teams worse than the Hawks next year? Again, I, it just... It's I mean, so there, there were right some now. there were some teams that were surprisingly better. Like we all didn't think Anaheim was going to be. Anaheim should be better. A Columbus team. should be better. Anaheim, please. Well, no, Asaheim. the season's over. Columbus. I don't hate Anaheim. I was only calling them that. The season's over. We beat them for the number one pick. Okay. 
They're back know. to being Anaheim. Now, the Ass Jackets will always be the Ass Jackets. Just because. Yeah. It, that, that's, well, and, it's and teams, tough to say who's going to be worse <laughs> yeah. than them because we don't know what the rosters look like. There like, are teams, like that teams, teams that were in the bottom five this year. Like, Sharks should be better. Should be, yes. Canadians should be better. And then there's teams that are like... Wow. Why do you think the Sharks are going to be better, though? Just natural I don't progression. Know. But they lost Timo Meyer. Players. Yeah, but you're going to have... Uh, uh, who's their top prospect? They got the Ozzy, Ozzy Osborne. Osborne guy. We spelt Ian, he's or whatever good. his yeah, name is. He's yeah, he's good. They've hey, got... Right. Uh, who's this? Who's this? Eklund. They've got the kid from Michigan. Uh, 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 Thomas Bordalo. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they've got some good young players. They should be... They still have Eric Carlson. Better. Yes. Anaheim should... Anaheim, I, to me... Anaheim getting Fantilli. Massively underachieved. With all the talent that team has, yeah, and maybe you look at them as, as a franchise that maybe rush some people. I th- I thought uh, Anaheim uh, was going to contend for a playoff spot this year. Yeah, yeah. McTa- uh, you, you got guys like McTavish and Zegras, and remember you had Drysdale. John Klingberg. They had John Klingberg. Um, now you add Fantilli. Likely Fantilli. Um, yeah, I. They should be much better. I and mean, there's going to be teams that either just missed the playoffs or maybe even made the playoffs that are going to be bad next year. Who right. knows what Winnipeg is going to look like next year? Yeah, I mean, that, who knows what Boston's going to look like? Let's say Boston's going to go down. from greatest regular season of all time to worst record in the league. Yeah. That would be quite the downfall. No, but they're not going to be historically great well, either. And in a team too this year that I don't think anyone expected to be in the bottom ten was like Washington. Yeah. So there's always going to be a team that's like there's that. There's always going to be a team that made the playoffs. You know, what's Pittsburgh going to look like next year under yeah. new, new? you know, mm-hmm. Calgary? How, how are they going to right the ship? There are teams that – and then there's teams that just get ravaged by injuries and can't get nothing right. Yeah. So, you know. Rick says Arizona will be under the Hawks, maybe the Sharks. Uh, Arizona, they're going to add Logan Cooley next year. And they're getting two top 12 picks. Like, I wouldn't – we all thought Arizona was going to be yeah, the they worst were, team in the league, and they won way too many games. Oh, blame blame uh, Vimelka on that one. Who's that? Said so blame Vimelka for that one. Oh yeah, yeah. He stole them some games they should. And, they had and, no business winning. And you know, there's no justice in the NHL. But you know, that's a topic for another day, <laughs> another show, anyway. another network. We're going to talk to Craig uh, Morgan next week. By the way, yeah, he wants to come on. To, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Craig Morgan. Yeah. Even, even this past week. I get where he's coming from, but eh. we got uh, news ah. from the NHL uh, playoffs continuing. Uh, Darnell Nurse will miss uh, Game Five for the Oilers and Vegas Golden Knights series. Uh, we know Alex Petrangelo is having a hearing. We don't know what his suspension uh, will be for uh, trying to chop down the hands of Leon Draisaitl. Yeah, that was There's no way he's not suspended. Yeah, that was just if they're upholding the the automatic suspension from Darnell Nurse for fighting within the final five minutes of the game, uh, then yes, Petrangelo should at least miss one game. Which that suspension is garbage because I get the rule, but Mark Stone, the Vegas Golden Knights captain, admitted after the game it was Nick Hague that asked for the fight at the at the faceoff. And Darnell Nurse gets suspended for Game Five, you know, which I, yeah, I, it, it's a, it's a big loss. But the way he's really been playing, it's not that big of a loss. He's been him and Bouchard right. have been kind of lousy in that series. It's been tough, um, but they don't really have anybody to replace him. So, yeah. but 
if Petrangelo's not in for Vegas and Nurse is out for so a wash, a one-one yeah. wash. If you, I mean, if you do it for one game, Petrangelo should be at least two. That was garbage. If Michael Bunton got three for what he did, sir, yeah. this was. If I that's wonder, not intent to injure, then nothing is. I agree, but I wonder if it being now you're in games five, six, maybe seven in the second round, like. But if you want to set, if it? you want to set the precedent to make sure shit like that doesn't happen again, you ban them for the rest of the series. Sure. You don't say, well, these games are more important, so we're only going to give you one game. You go, these games are more important. We're going to give you more games. I mean, you're, exactly. you're, you're, arguing, you're arguing with logic, not NHL this logic. Is, this is a good point. <laughs> I'm, I know. I'm using logic, and that doesn't exist in the mustachioed mind of George Poros. Yeah. So weird. Um, by the way, that fight was awesome. That was a good Hague one. Hagen Nurse. Boy, Hag just missed with a clean upper. Like, and then nurse that uh, if that uppercut landed, <laughs> I love him right after they finally get him settled down. He just laughs right at him and blows him a kiss on the way to the. There's bench. no better way to end a fight or an argument than with a smile. Yep, <laughs> it's just like that's why I do in the car. Instead it just of, gets you so mad. It gets the other person so mad. Instead of giving the middle finger to somebody like in traffic, I give him a thumbs up and a smile. That pisses <laughs> him off even more. Like, just don't do it with buddy. your wife. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit of advice. Uh, yeah. Greg, well, what else it, makes you smile? It's going to be, uh... What else makes me smile? Oh, wearing yeah, yeah. Shady Rays. Thanks mm-hmm. for asking. I had a big smile on my face we're wearing them today out for my walk on this beautiful morning and driving into work. And you can take on the sun with gear built to last with our friends at Shady Rays who have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. That's the key. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. I'm going to make my own edit to that and say they're even better. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they're going to send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. And together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the United States through Shady Rays Impact, from building play sets for pediatric, can- pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it for years to come. So you're going to look good and you're going to feel good because you're doing something awesome for others in need. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, which is like freaking impossible, exchange them (laughs) for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back and exclusive for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the promo code CHGO for 50% off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by 250,000 people. A lot of people, a lot Sounds of stars. Sounds like there's 250,000 mm-hmm. people in the office right now. <laughs> Give them the clap and a thumbs up. <laughs> All right, before we wrap up the show, we've got a couple uh, super chats we need to take care of. Thank you for those. Always welcome to super chat us. We've got 83 likes, by the way, so you're. Uh, uh, no I don't think you're going to see any feet today no unless feet, you rush. No feet, folks. Uh, Ralph says, what is Richardson and Davidson's plan for the system slash style of play for the team now that the Hawks have Bedard, skilled like the Leafs, or a physical forecheck? Both. 
I think it's going to be north-south, simple, fast, and Connor Bedard, go be yourself. Think New Jersey Devils. Yeah. Sure. By the way, Bedard is not like some kind of floaty little like... There's a lot of comps made to Patrick Kane. Bedard doesn't play like Patrick Kane. He's not like a periphery, kind of like go find a spot, kind of hide at the blue line kind of a guy. He does back check. He does get into traffic. Like I'm not saying Kane never did that, but most of Kane mostly didn't. He uh, was mostly a periphery player. Yeah. But Dart is a guy, especially if he's a center, by design is going to be all over the ice. Yeah. So don't just think because you're adding a highly skilled player that suddenly the Hawks are going to become this dainty team that just, you know, tries to skate past everybody. They're going to try to skate through people too. Yeah. Like you could tell by the kind of people that Kyle Davidson has brought in exactly what he's trying to do and mm-hmm. and adding counter Bedard is not going to change that and we got one more super chat this one is from nick he says with the culture the hawks built last year and with bedsy and reichs hopefully bedsy. having good years i think the hawks could do way better than we think i that's, yeah i, I mean, mean that's sure that's kind of my thought process like with the with with those two young guys coming in with what's already there with what could be added i don't know I would just there, say there, I think there will be more exciting games than oh, last year. There's no doubt it's going to be exciting. I, I think it's going to be a lot like this year's Bears. And here's sure. the thing: you come sure. out of most games feeling like that was awesome. Well, you lost. Yeah, but that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> here's the thing: not only that, but I'm also looking forward to a season where you don't have to like dread actually winning a game. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be nice. I think that's. I think maybe that's part of it too. Is like next season is not. We're not tanking. Or, we might just be bad. Or I should say, more specifically, I'm not going to dread doing a post-game show after sure. a win. Because, <laughs> right. hey, 82 post-game shows next year, we get to talk about Connor Bedard. Yeah. So that's fun. That's beautiful. That's the, most, that's the best part about all of this. Not only for the Blackhawks, but we actually are going to get paid to watch Connor Bedard play hockey. If Hopefully for a very long time. If that just make you pinch yourself. Yeah, really. I mean, good Lord. What, one I more payoff uh, to, to wrap up everything that we talked about today. Um, we did have a graphic built for today, so I oh, feel yeah. like we should, we should at least get to it. Uh, we were talking earlier about the top prospects in the Blackhawks system, mainly Kevin Korchinski, but this was from The Athletic from Scott Powers and Mark Lazarus. These were their top ten in the system today. Uh, this will change, obviously, come the end of June. One thing that I found very interesting uh, about this top 10, uh, and if you're listening, uh, 10 to 1 is Ryan Green, Paul Ludwinski, Colton Dock, Cole Gutman, Alex Vlasic, Wyatt Kaiser, Arvid Soderblom, Frank Nazar, Lucas Reichel, and Kevin Korchinski. I found Wyatt Kaiser being that high very interesting. I did Me too. Because he, he... Especially ahead of Vlasic. Because he was... He was always considered in that 10 to 15 range, I think, when he was in college. And... He, when he made the jump to the professional league, the ranks, I really didn't see enough that I was like, oh, yeah, he's top five. Like, I, I, I think from what we saw from Vlasic, I would have put him there rather than, than uh, Kaiser. But, hey, I mean, this, this also could be based on where the Blackhawks see him because I think he's gonna, he has a good chance of being in the NHL for full time next year. He was impressive. Yeah, he had his moments. Yeah. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see with that. Um, yeah, but again, lists like that are why I prefer a, pre- a pyramid system than a, yeah. uh, than a list. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, someone mentioned Ethan Del Mastro, Lebowski five, not having Ethan Del Mastro is weird. The next five and Mario found this Jalen Lipen, Nolan Allen, Samuel Savoie, 
Gavin Hayes and Aiden Thompson, so they don't even have Del Mastro. That wasn't the next 15. five. No, that was that was fifteen to twenty. That was sixteen to twenty. No, the eleven. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm stupid. Eleven was uh, Sam Renzel. Thank Twelve you. was Isaac Phillips. Thirteen was uh, Ilya Safanov in Russia. Fourteen Drew Camezzo. Fifteen Ethan Del Mastro. Okay. And if there was any kind of certainty about Safanov ever coming over, he'd be much higher on the list. He's a good player, but I think he's he a good young player, but he's not like. I don't think we're we're drooling at the mouth for him. No, but I think but he'd be I, one I, of those it, sneaky players. Yes, and I'm sure his his contract ends at a time frame that will be good for him to be ready to right. come over to the NHL if he ever wants to. Isn't his deal up after next year in Russia? I, be- yes, I believe so. I think that's right. Current. And he's like 21. So is he like a Khrushchev type? No, he's he's of? more of a he's a bigger down the middle. He's not not super fast, not super flashy, but like pretty solid, sturdy down the middle kind uh, of yeah, player. Maybe uh, I could compare him a little bit to like a young uh, uh, Artem Anisimov, but with better speed. So get in front of that, let the puck hit you in the butt? A little bit. <laughs> sure. A little bit. He's good. got a bit of a shot. But, he, I mean, he was the captain on that team for yeah, a little bit after Radulov got hurt. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm thinking he's on li- lower, lower on that list just because you don't know with those guys if and when they're ever going to show up. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, Lord Hosta says, who do you, the Hawks target with the 19th overall this year? The Don't worry. We've got plenty of time to get into that. Best player available, and my friend. And we will. And we will. Yes. Uh, we're back tomorrow at 2 p.m. We will be remote tomorrow as we are most Fridays. Uh, but we look forward to talking to you then. Reminder, we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Thanks to Steven for running the show. For Mario and Greg, I'm Jay. This has been the CHGO Blackhawks Podcast.